When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Sam Shansky, and I'm here today with Mr. Jerry Douglas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. It's nice to be here in Memphis. Yeah. It's yeah. good to have you here. Oh, it's my, my wife is from here, so okay. I've spent some time here. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I love this town. How are you uh, coping with the boredom? I know for many, many years you were working as a session musician for, you know, three sessions a day, five, six days a week. Life must seem kind of slow right now. I found you. a way to fill it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's no problem. I, I travel so much, man. I don't think I've ever traveled or been as busy as I am right now, yeah. ever in my life. So uh, sessions, what sessions? Yeah. You know? Uh, I was busy. I mean, it was a lot of music, but uh, I believe I'm playing just as much music now. That's and, good to hear. Uh, and traveling a lot. And, if you know, we always tell people that it's not the uh, music is free. Music is free. It's getting here is what costs you $300,000. <laughs> wow. So in 1956, Elvis's uh, Hound Dog was charting on the... On the charts, uh, The Ten Commandments was one of the biggest movies happening, and uh, you were born then, right? You've done your homework. Yes, yeah. yes, all that stuff happened that year. And you were in Warren, Ohio? Warren, Ohio. Tell me about Warren, Ohio. Northeastern Ohio. Uh, Warren, Ohio is, uh, is, was, and still is, but it was right in the middle of the Steel Valley uh-huh. from between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, Ohio. And um, there was a... A lot going on, two chickens in every pot, steel mills going night and day, you know, three or four of them in Warren, Youngstown sheet and tube was going, you know, everything over through Pennsylvania, you know, it was a dirty, dirty place. We all grow, glow in the dark, all of us <laughs> that, that grew up there about that time. And um, Warren, Ohio is a, is a strange little town. It's a really beautiful little town. It has a nice town square and and has also has a little street off to the side for Dave Grohl now, uh, and for the Foo Fighters, and um, and uh, it was the first city in the United States to have electric lights. Wow! Edison came and put them in himself. Didn't know that. Some things say you didn't do all of your homework. I'll I'll do better next time. <laughs> so uh, you know your family were they working in factories? My father worked in the steel mill. Yeah, he did. his cousins and. They, you know, it was a, he was part of a huge immigration from the south mm-hmm. up to, uh, up to the north to find work. You know, it was either down there, it was either work in the coal mines, be a farmer, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, timber, or go north and find work. And that's what they did after, after World War II and the Korean War conflict, whatever that was, uh, they all went north. 
and found work in the steel mills and uh, and the brick plants and all the trickle down things you know that that had anything to do with cars or steel so at that point were you listening to the radio from cleveland or from pittsburgh cleveland cleveland that's what you were picking up cleveland i was closer to cleveland i mean i think it was 85 miles one direction 65 miles in the other direction so mm-hmm. it's not much but but uh yeah also there were some stations out of youngstown but cleveland was where the big power rock stations were yeah and that's what you were into that's what i was into i was listening to that at night and listening to bluegrass in the morning huh. and so as i said you know as i was playing i'm a, i was confused <laughs> yeah and so your father was a musician as well yeah father uh my dad plays uh guitar and and had always had a band was mm-hmm. the lead singer in the band had a great band of all these guys who were just like him came from the south brought their music with them and you know they all met each other and and wanted to play music and they were great musicians these guys could have been professional musicians so now. you're watching them play and picking up chops and everything yeah I was, i'm pretty lucky to have had that kind of uh education as a kid you know watching these guys arrange songs and mm-hmm. learn songs and you know make them up and how a band worked you know so i got to watch all that and be around live music you know i i, I grew up knowing kids who some of them didn't even have a record player in their house. You know, somebody, I couldn't imagine a house with no music in it. It just would be a sad place to me. I've always thought that, too. Yeah. So, so, you know, you began to get out there and tour a little bit and see the world and, and play music. Did you um, ever travel through Akron, Ohio? And, and do you remember the smell of the rubber factories there? Yeah, Firestone, Firestone was fi- uh, fired up. Yeah, that's what, that's what happened to Devo and to, <laughs> and to Dan Auerbach and uh, and that's some, some other uh, strange people I know that came from Akron. Yeah, yeah. You keep up with Dan, right? You yeah, play Dan and I, yeah, we're good friends. And I've, I've been playing on his, his records as he's been making them, churning them out in the last few years, yeah. I can't even imagine all the collaborations and the, the feelings that you've had over the years. You know, it must uh, just be special to reflect on that. There, yeah, there have been a lot, and they've been, they've been really nice. It's a, Nashville's a very musical town, and not just country music or bluegrass. And, yeah. It's uh, all kinds of things. People come there because there's such a great musical vibe there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so many, and the chance of collaboration with other people, other artists that they, that they, uh, that they like. You know, everybody, we all have influences there in that town yeah. that uh, have helped us along. One collaboration that you have ahead is with Tommy Emanuel, right? That's right. You're going to be touring with him. We're going to be touring later this year. We're going to be, we're going to tour Italy first. Uh, break the ice, get to know each other a little better, and uh, yeah, yeah. What is Tommy like? He's a, he's a wonderful man, a beautiful man. Yeah, uh, just a musical dynamo. I mean, he never stops. He's like the Energizer Bunny. Uh, we did a gig earlier this year, and I got up on the bus. You know, as in the middle of the morning, I just woke up and and was on my way up to the front of the bus, and there's Tommy sitting up there at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> playing the guitar. And I said, not now. <laughs> but no, he, he's a great guy. Uh, he's just like he appears on stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just like that. He's a very nice fellow. Is there a competitive nature between the two of you? Not, not, none whatsoever. None. I, I really enjoy listening to him. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what makes a good collaboration is listening mm-hmm. to each other. And he plays such joyous music. He makes so, uh, so, so many great sounds that I'm 
my ears are wide open. I'm listening to him, and I'm just trying to stay in that in that groove with him, and uh, and he does the same with me. So it's it's a pretty good match. I'm really looking forward to doing it and I like it. and fleshing it out, you know, and learning more about and pl just playing. You know, over over time, it'll get better and better. So you've described the Dobro as sort of a your voice for a long time. It was. It was your voice, you know? It was. Uh, I was thinking about that. Um, there was ever a point in your career where you almost lost your voice, so to speak. Uh, was there ever a point where you felt well, like maybe music might disappear for you or for any reason? Well, I think as musicians, we all have certain plateaus in our life where we just, we get tired, you know? Certain times of the year, like, you know, probably around September, about every year, you're tired. You've been traveling all year long, and and you kind of lose your inspiration. Or it's you don't lose it. You just it just goes down a bit, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it slacks up a little bit, and and you because you're tired. But if you realize that that's the reason why, you will bounce back. And I've been doing this for so many years, forty some years, right. and and uh, and I've seen it come and come and go, and I and. And I, I know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling at that point. You know, I know it's going to come back and because I'm just as inspired now as I was the day I took this instrument up. You know, it's just it depends on the day. But I, I've never lost my inspiration or my, you know, drive. That's good. Yeah, completely. I haven't <laughs> lost it completely. So you're uh, you're working on new material I hear, Earls of Leicester. Earls of Leicester, there's a new a new uh, live Earls of Leicester. And uh, so we did, we recorded it and uh, filmed it in February. So it's gonna, there's a DVD of this. Oh, okay. So people get to see, they don't only just get to hear the music, they get to see the choreography and all the things that there are involved in being in that band, in that kind of band, which really doesn't exist anymore. I mean, that's sort of gone because everybody's got their own microphone now. They don't have to move, you know. Yeah. These guys had three microphones, so they were constantly, you know, in competition for that microphone. And, and or they weren't really in competition. Those those microphones were stations, you know, for mm -hmm. a reason, you know. And you, there was a backup, a backup microphone, a vocal microphone, and one, and another one that was just to, you know, so whoever was close enough to it was was heard. But it's it's a it's a wonderful band. It's a it's a wonderful situation, and and it and we do it every time we do it. We all feel like we're six years old again, seeing these guys or hearing them for the first time. And 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 we made a deal when we first started that band is if if we didn't get that feeling that we would stop because we don't want it to be work. Yeah. We don't want it to be a job. That should be fun. Mm -hmm. And you get to wear suits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wearing a suit in Alabama in the middle of summer in a in a black stand there in a black suit with your shirt buttoned all the way to the top and a tie on. Yeah, yeah. it's really fun. My band tried that recently, and I think it lasted about three months. So <laughs> at least I, I have a suit now. Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's it. But it, you know, there is something to the look of it. You know, it's it's uh, from a different era. Yeah. And uh, it's part of the. It's part of the. Just the it's part of the fabric of the band. It's uh, that's a bad pun, but uh, it's <laughs> they did it, 
we do it, but we try to we try to be like them. I often say that we try to be like them the day after they recorded something. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should go back in and do that again and do it this way. And you, we're we're just we have just a little bit of of uh, all these other influences, you know, jazz and all kinds of things that right. we 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 do when we're not Earls of Leicester that it creeps in a little bit, but not enough that you can, it, it doesn't change the uh, sequence of the notes. It just, there's a little English on there. You know? Yeah. So while you're, you know, about the traditional stuff, you know, you're also way into novelty and, and new sounds and new things. Is there any artist out there right now that you're watching, that you're seeing some innovative things happening and you're like, wow, that you're excited about? Yeah, there, there, there are a few. I mean, there's a guy named Billy Strings. Have you heard Billy? I've heard Billy. Uh, he and I played together last, uh, just last weekend, and uh, that was the first time we've actually uh, played together. And I asked him to come up. I was doing a solo show, and I asked him to just come up, and we didn't rehearse it. We didn't do anything. We just stomped right into it, and it was great. So he's got that thing. At a really young age, he's got this... He's got this uh, sudden, uh, you know, he can, he can improvise on the spot. He's got a huge vocabulary. And, uh, and there aren't, aren't that many musicians that I've met that are that young uh, that have studied and, and absorbed that much of the other music but come from their place, you know. Come mm-hmm. from, he, he comes from a pretty hard rock source. And uh, he's he's been able to mix the two of them together really well. You seem youthful in your approach in a lot of ways. Do you have friends that are turned off by that kind of thing, by taking traditional sounds and, and pushing them to new places? I don't think so. I mean, they they haven't told me. Yeah. <laughs> if they are, and I, I mean, I've been running in a pack with you know Sam Bush and Bela Fleck for yeah. so long, and we're or we try to be innovative and and not to let too much grass grow underneath us and not to try to plow the same ground too many times, you know. We we I do this thing with the Earls, but that's that's out of love for a, for a certain kind of music and and a re reeducation of an audience, yeah. a brand new audience that's never heard that stuff before. If if we hadn't done it, they wouldn't have gone out and bought a Flat and Scruggs record, but now they will. And but uh the things that I'm I'm totally into, you know, jazz and and Whatever, my ears are wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I listen to all kinds of things, and it just happens the circle that I travel in. Uh, it's harder to come from a different background, another genre of music, into bluegrass than it is to go from bluegrass into another genre, mm-hmm. because because of the physicality of the music, and the dynamics, and and you know all of the improvisation that goes along with it. Uh, it's it's just a train an ear training thing that uh, a lot of musicians don't get to explore. As someone as great as you are at music, what's something still that you struggle with that you're like this thing for all these years has been I can't get it. You know what I mean? There's not a thing. I don't have anything like that. But you know, I wish I read music. Wish I wrote okay. music. You know, because uh, I've had several people that do tell me no you don't want to I mean, it might it's gonna it's gonna mechanize your music you know and mm-hmm. 
make you mechanical in some way. And I, but I wish I, uh, I really wish I had that kind of expression, you yeah. know, so I could just write something out and show somebody, go, no, like this. And that's, that's the one regret that I have okay. uh, about anything to do with music. That, that's been it. The staying on the road keep you rejuvenated, you think? It, do, it does to a point. <clears throat> excuse me. It does to a point, and um, it's nice to get out with the band. I mean, with my, with my big band, it, it's like bass and drums and two horns, uh, uh, fiddle and electric guitar, and just these guys, you know, they're all much younger than me, and, and they're all going full blast, and I have to realize sometimes that I'm not their age anymore. But it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel great, and I, I think it does keep you younger. I think playing music keeps you younger, first of all. But being around these guys, it, and, and, uh, and also they bring things to me that I normally I necessarily wouldn't hear. So... It, it's good. Traveling, being on the road is good. And, uh, and when I'm home, I'm really home. Mm-hmm. But when I'm gone, I'm gone. <laughs> you know? We'll keep going and we'll keep watching and listening. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I mean, I, I've had a terrific time here. And thank you. Thank you for everything. Thanks, right? Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.